Hello friend, welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Yoga Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Markham, the founder of the Yoga Revolution, and I'm here as an advocate for joy, living a more joyful existence. And that's what this podcast is about, with a little bit of yoga and mindfulness thrown in for good measure. If you like this episode, if you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more excellent chat, exclusive content and offers, sign up for my emails. They're really good. On the website at theyogarevolution.co.uk. Thanks for being here, friends. Without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, 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 Chloe here. Welcome back to another episode of the Yoga Revolution podcast. And I want us to start, as we have been doing lately, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? What's the weather like? And I mean that internally. How's your day? How are you feeling? And if you can, close your eyes, take a big breath in. <sighs> it's amazing, right, what the breath can do. <laughs> it um, it really is. Um, So... I mean, look, if you get nothing else from this podcast, if you get no further into this episode, don't take for granted your breath. How are you breathing right now? Can you breathe a little deeper? Can you breathe through the nose? I don't know. How are you doing? How can you improve how you're feeling by breathing a bit better? Um, And the reason I'm waffling about breath, really, is because I am diving into the nervous system and um, stress and anxiety and how we can mitigate it or how we can kind of go through our lives with a better resiliency I suppose and um, more capability for dealing with things without getting stressed and anxious and the, the biggest thing let me tell you oh my god the biggest aspect of doing that of this kind of positive navigation is our nervous system and our ability to feel and interpret and use tools to shift our state. And the reason I'm talking about this is because that's my theme for this month, October 2023. So um, yeah, come and join me in my live classes and workshops where we are moving and breathing quite slowly, learning about tools to help us. This is for you if you're overwhelmed or stressed or anxious. Join me on Thursday, 12th of October and uh, 7pm and Monday the 23rd of October at 7pm. Now I also realise you might be listening to this in the future, (laughs) in which case I'll be doing more of these or join the membership for um, nuggets of this stuff and all my classes are kind of about this in a certain kind of way. But really I think I want to share with you, and I do, I do want to share with you a story because I think All of that stuff is wonderful, practices, tools, come join me to learn them. But like, I want to tell you this story because it was the first time I realised I really did suffer with anxiety. And in so many ways, it has led me to here, to um, speaking about it, but running, but as well, running an online studio and becoming a yoga teacher and, and diving into this and and wanting to learn more about it is my own experience with it. So, my friend, that is what you've signed up for today. And it begins, twinkly music, the fog clears, and I am 
how old am I? 18, I think, and I'm going to university. So I went to Cardiff University. And already I'm an old woman. I was an old woman from being about eight. Uh, in that, I, when I went to uni, I was like done with partying. I'd taken a year out. I had sailed. I was, um, oh, I was working on these incredible uh, tall ships down in Charlestown in Cornwall. Um, the set of Poldark, well, part of the set of Poldark, amazing ships, and that was great, and I drank a lot, and it was like my party year, I seem to remember, it was a bit hazy, but anyway, my point being, right, I get to uni, and I'm kind of done with that, I'm like, yes, let's be academic, let's learn some stuff, I studied marine geography at Cardiff, and um, I think one of the things that frustrated me (laughs) from the beginning of being in this experience was that no one else was like me, I, and, and and to be fair, this is part of my own neuroses, I think, because it's kind of how I navigate most of my life, feeling a little bit like an outsider. Um, but I did, I felt massively like an outsider. Like, I was there to learn. I was so excited to be back in academia and back in the books, you know, and learning about the ocean, right, which is my favourite thing. So, but 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 everybody else seemingly wasn't. And I felt very quickly like I was surrounded by people very young in comparison to me. Um, I mean, I remember very clearly, you know, you go into halls of residence, right? When you go to university, Um, just crappy little flats. And I think I was sharing it with like six other people. And there was one girl in my flat uh, a couple doors away from me and she... She was studying law, I think. So, you know, that's a fairly meaty subject. And um, I distinctly remember her asking me one day how to work a toaster. How how do I work the toaster in the kitchen? And you know what? I wish her well. I hope she's doing all right in life. Maybe as a lawyer, who knows? But uh, at the time, you know, that was laughable. That it really did compound this feeling that I was on my own. <laughs> surrounded by people I didn't have much in common with. Um, I actually told this story recently on my um, emails to my inner circle folk um, about my immediate neighbour. He was a guy, let's call him Will. And Will seemed to be one of the biggest kind of foes I've ever come across at that point in my life, right? He would play his guitar at like two in the morning and I'm there to study, man. I'm like super nerd. I've got lectures at nine in the morning. What are you doing? Why are you not like me? And he would play his guitar at stupid o'clock and um, I would ask him and ask him and ask him. And I I distinctly remember him having a girl around once and it was very loud. Can I just say, these walls were paper thin. Um, That was loud guitar, you know, so I flipped one night and I said, please, Will, can you be quiet? Please, for the love of God. And I remember he, this is still nighttime, he went outside, downstairs, I was like sixth floor or something, and he threw fruit at my window. Um, the reason I'm telling you all of this is because, oh God, is because this was a trigger Right, so when we're talking about our nervous systems, um, you know, we're we're absolutely dictated to and 
I was at the time because I had no tools, I had no power of interoception or this ability to feel. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that my environment didn't feel nice. Um, so yeah, I started to kind of freak out a bit. And I remember requesting to move, um, you know, flat, whatever you would call it, apartment. And I did. I got moved to another apartment across the kind of way um, with a whole bunch of new housemates. Never got to know them because I moved in. Um, I put all my stuff in and went to lectures or something, came back and all my stuff had disappeared. <laughs> and so, again, cue a massive freak out. What, what is happening? You know, I've already been kind of voluntarily displaced from my first accommodation. Now I've been robbed? I mean, what's going on? I don't know how I found out, but um, basically the cleaner had gone in and thought that it was all just left, right? So it was all in the bin, in some sort of big industrial bin. So I had to fetch my stuff from the bin. And then they decided that I wasn't okay in that place and I needed to move again. So I moved a third, a second time um, within Halls of Residence to a third place. And by that point, I was like, done. I had drawn a line. I was not fit for Halls of Residence. I was grumpy. I was old. Um, I just wanted to be on my own. And it's so funny because that really fueled how I experienced the rest of my university life, right? Um, and what's so funny is, when we talk about the nervous system, when you're stuck in a place like I was, in this kind of sympathetic fight or flight, constant anxiety, constant worry, it's, it's, they're kind of like very sticky places to be in and everything starts to kind of um, accentuate it. It's very easy to stay when we get stuck. And the opposite could be like being, um, I suppose, burnt out and over, uh, overwhelmed and, and um, depressed and very, um, I suppose, backing off from life. That would be the other state we can get stuck in. And it is very easy. They're kind of self-perpetuating. You, you feel like you want to stay in that place. It's what's comforting. And the most fascinating thing is it starts to massively skew how you see the world. And that was what was happening to me. After this incident in my first halls of residence and moving and having these things happen, it really skewed the way I was looking at this experience. So I had a really shaky, rotten start to my university experience. Um, and I remember before I managed to get out of Halls of Residence, I was sat in my bed and it was the morning, I think, and I was having heart palpitations, but I didn't know what heart palpitations were. As well as heart palpitations, I had this feeling like I couldn't get enough breath in. I couldn't breathe properly. And again, what's really interesting, it's like a self-perpetuating thing. When your breath is like that, your body responds in a way that means your breath continues to be like that unless you use a tool to kind of stop the cogs in motion and restart. And I didn't know any of this. I didn't know. Basically, I was having a panic attack. And this was the start of me being quite an anxious individual. 
And I remember being on the phone to my mum and saying, I think I might be asthmatic. I can't be asthmatic. Like, I don't want health issues. This is crazy. And I don't think my mum knew what to say to me. Um, but that, so that was the, that was the time. I was in severe, sympathetic nervous system stuckness, <laughs> right? And then that, like I've said, starts to fuel everything. So halls of residence suddenly really does become quite um, an aggressive, scary place for me to be. And because of my state of sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight continuously, it meant that that's all I saw. I didn't see anything positive about it. So I think it was maybe two months, three months into living at university to being at university and I managed to move out of halls of residence into a university flat. It was a one bed flat but it was all to myself, kitchen, bathroom, the whole thing was my own Um, and it was closer to university which was great but I was living on my own. I was living on my own and I wonder if I'd have gone back in time and had tools and this understanding that I have today, whether I would have been able to actually change the entire landscape of me living in halls of residence, instead of having to kind of flee and start my university career as a bit of a loner, which is what happened. And look, I'm not complaining, I managed to, so I stayed in that flat and the following year, I stayed living on my own. And I moved out of Cardiff to a little kind of suburb called Panath, which was perfect. It was full of old people. It was very quiet and leafy. You know, we were next to Bristol Channel. It was really lovely. And I stayed there until I graduated. Um, Even like going to New Zealand. So I went to New Zealand on a sandwich year, like year in industry. What a joke that was. Did not do much work. But everybody else did, you know, like the Port of Dover and Bristol Port Authority and, you know, all these kind of things around the UK, dredging and surveying and things like that. And I was like, nah, I'm going to take this as a holiday. So I managed to get to New Zealand and work for a company called Blue Flag, which was brilliant. I had the best time. But what I'm saying is like that experience of me freaking out and being in sympathetic in my really deep in my sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, panicking, anxiety and stress. I wonder how much of that, and I bet it's a big chunk, how much of it fueled my ex- my continued experience. So yeah, this was like a real wake-up call for me that something was wrong with me. So my yoga practice continued. I got real deep into it at this point because it helps. I didn't really know why. And it's like an unconscious support system that I had. Um, And I think that's okay. And I suppose what I'm trying to do with these workshops that I'm running and the podcast and everything else within TYR is help it become more of a conscious thing. Like, why do you go to yoga? What actually happens when you practice yoga or movement or mindfulness meditation breath practice what what actually happens and why do you feel better because I think once we know why we feel better then we can start to use those tools in a more effective way we're not guessing anymore 
we're not stabbing in the dark. This is really a refined way for us to manage our nervous system and yeah become more in tune with our surroundings right so I invite you to take a like a look at your own experience maybe it's right now maybe it's in the past of a time that was really hard for you um and see if you can notice if it got worse maybe because of your own input um and just to finish this off we're talking about the nervous system I want to share with you just a small little tip that I've learned from the amazing Johnny Miller. So I've done his nervous system mastery course and um, yeah, it was amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes. But the way to become more aware of how you're feeling, so we call this interoception, right? This idea that we can go internally and feel how we're doing. And it's like a muscle, right, that we can flex, just like going to the gym, building our biceps. This is a muscle that we can learn to improve and get stronger. So I invite you next morning, tomorrow morning, whatever, next time you get out of bed, before you start your day, I want you to take a moment to notice how you are feeling. So just take like 30 seconds to notice where your awareness is and if you can guide your awareness to what's behind you, what's beneath you, what's above you, what's in front of you and notice whether you're being distracted and busy, whether this is easy or challenging and it's okay, no judgment. And then notice your body, aches and pains, how you're sitting or standing or lying, how are you feeling? How's your heart beating? How's your breath impacting your belly and your chest and your ribs? Notice how you're feeling. So rare. It's so rare that we do this. We walk around like our bodies are these kind of transport mechanisms for our brain. And it's crazy because our bodies are it. We, you know, it's all connected. So notice how you're feeling in your body. And then notice if there are any emotions that you can feel and if there are where do you feel them and what does that look like what does it feel like is it tight is it quick is it sharp is it flat is it heavy or light what color is it does it have a sound like notice it notice how you're feeling no judgment it's all good and that's it you can take a few breaths here. Like it's a really, really nice way to start your day because already we're starting to come back into this balanced place. We're getting unstuck. We're noticing where we are so that when we do get stuck again, if we do get stuck again in a place of lethargy and depression or if we get um, stuck in a place of fight or flight, two aspects of our nervous system that are really positive by the way but are also places that in our modern society we can get stuck in and it might look like complete full-blown depression it might look like oh my god I'm so exhausted I have no- nothing left in the tank it might look like nerves before you go on stage or like I did like constant anxiety because the environment around me wasn't what I wanted it to be So what I'm saying is once we do this kind of practice in the morning, we're more able to notice when we're stuck, when we need a little boost of energy, 
when we're feeling exhausted or when we need to calm down when we're feeling anxious. Because constant anxiety and stress and panic attacks like I experienced, it's not okay. But it's just a signal from your body to say it's not okay. What matters isn't the fact that we're having panic attacks and that we're anxious or overwhelmed or completely lacking in energy. What matters is how we listen and respond to that. Right, so learning this interoception, this engaged inquiry internally, right, learning to tap in and then respond accordingly. And this is what I talk about in my classes all the time. So if you've been to any of my yoga classes, if you are a member of TYR, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say, listen internally and respond accordingly. That is interoception. And when we start to use it in our yoga practice, it's again, we're flexing the muscle so that when we come out of our yoga practice and we're going through our day and we've got an annoying neighbor or whatever's happening, you're going on stage, we can start to go internally, respond accordingly. And that response, it just needs us to understand a few tools. So again, join me, I'll put some links below. Or join Johnny Miller, he's great too. Um, But learn tools to help support you in navigating your nervous system, like surfing the waves of your nervous system. Because it's important and it really does fuel the way that you see and impact the way that you see the world and the way that you interact with reality. Like it did me when I was in Halls of Residence. That was a bad old time. And I don't want that for anybody. And that's why, one of the main reasons why I do what I do. Because I want you, whoever you are, whatever you do, however your life looks, I want you to feel more empowered and more connected and more alive because of this stuff. Like it has helped me feel all of those things. Like yoga and mindfulness and meditation, these protocols have helped me feel those things. That's what I want for you. Yeah, that's what I want for you. <laughs> um, so it's just a short one today, but it's um, necessary, right? I want us to end as I, or want I, me to end, as I have done um, consistently with a good to be alive moment. So I encourage you to take a second. If you're not used to this stuff, if this is your first episode, um, or if you haven't listened in a while, good to be alive moment is literally something that is like, mm, God damn it, this is a wonderful thing. So today, do you know what it is? I had therapy yesterday, right? I promise there's a reason to this story. I had therapy yesterday, a lot of big things came up and I shared them with someone really close to me. Um, and it was a really, really difficult thing to do. It was really difficult to share these things. Um, I felt super vulnerable and I was scared of like rejection from this person <clears throat> or like, you know, some sort of negative response. And you know what? The most amazing thing was this person came back like with an open heart and just heard me and listened and loved me and it was really cathartic and wonderful. So my good to be alive moment is being emotionally vulnerable with the people we love. So maybe you can do that today. That's a big ask, I know, it's a lot, but honestly, it's really life 
life-changing. It's really life-affirming and faith in humanity affirming, you know, all of that stuff. But maybe yours today is you saw the sunrise or your coffee's amazing or you just had a really good donut. I don't know. It is good to be alive. The reason we do this is because we get stuck in how shit is this. Sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it's not. How good is it to be alive? <sighs> Take another breath. Give yourself a moment and um, be kind to yourself today. It's important. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, stay tuned for more Waffle next week. Loads of love. And that is the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, my friend. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to learn more and to sign up for my inbox brightening emails as say subscribers, visit theyogrevolution.co.uk. I'll see you in the next episode.